Well, welcome to Consult Server Coffee. I'm Dr. Michael Jones, and I am joined today by Parker Agilasto. Did I say your name correctly? Agilasto, that's right. Agilasto, uh, which is a story in and of itself. I learned some mythology today of um, the Capital Region Land Conservancy. And we are here checking out the gorgeous view from Libby Hill, looking out over the James River. and. Parker and the Conservancy and the James River Association and Conservation Fund. Conservation Fund and who else? Department of Conservation and Recreation Absolutely. and the City Parks and Rec. A huge group of people came together and just purchased the land down on Dock Street, right? That's right. So that's going to be now the James River Center. Well, we've closed on the full uh, acquisition of 5.2 acres. And of that, we are talking to the James River Association about 0.8 acres where it would be tucked uh, close to Great Shiplock Park where they would have access to a boat and an environmental education center where they could have uh, students and other community groups to have an orientation and then get out onto the river and do some on-the-water experiences. That's tremendous. And, and from my own shallow perspective as a resident of Churchill, I want to thank you and thank everyone who was involved for helping us to protect this view. Because if there is an iconic view in Richmond, it's this one. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, I know that it's been important uh, to residents of Churchill and residents of Richmond uh, before Richmond was known as Richmond, when it was still yeah. part of the Powhatan Nation and uh, folks came up here and it was an important place. And, that the city had acquired Libby Hill Park in 1851 for the beautiful uh, breathing space that it is. And clearly we are up here today and there's a good breeze and it's much cooler than anywhere else that we've been today. Um, and so we, we know why the city acquired it then. And then to help with the view and, and keep this park open so that it has that. And what it ultimately will also do is connect Libby Hill down to the river with the linear riverfront park the James River Park system and complete the Capitol Trail portion that is right there, uh, pushed into the road at Dock Street. That's fabulous. And this really is, I think mean, you, had, you had mentioned the east end of Richmond has been an underserved area for a long time. Um, but it's also, it's probably the one of the oldest, if not the oldest parts of Richmond. And, and probably the most historically significant in many ways, dating back way before the founding of the city, sure. as you alluded to with... with sure. Well, the city was really founded down at Chaco Creek, um, and you can see in the planning maps how it uh, came west. And uh, when they did Libby Hill Park, um, was not known as Libby Hill Park at the time, uh, but when they did it, it was in speculation of having development push to the east. And they also did Monroe Park at the same time in the anticipation of development pushing to the west. And that was how that came about. Um, and But on the other side, you had rockets and you had older communities as well that were thriving largely as port communities. Right. And the property that we've helped to acquire on Dock Street was the port of Richmond. It was the main center of commerce and where people would uh, board on ships to leave if they were going to go to Norfolk or so. They, they didn't have trains then. They didn't have canal systems. They literally used uh, shipping as, as their means of getting uh, cargo and people uh, to and fro. And I think a lot of people today see Rockets Landing housing development in Henrico and say, oh, that's Rockets Landing. But 
it's not. The true rocket's landing is right down here. Absolutely. Uh, and that is very evidenced in all the historical uh, imaging uh, that we have access to to uh, show where the location. In fact, uh, just at the base of, of the hill, we did another easement uh, that eliminates above ground development, and that was one of the rocket's wharf uh, warehouses where they would store um, anything that was in an intermediate time period to go out on ships. This is a little bit of a sidebar, but has there ever been any archaeological work done? We have access to an archaeological report from the 1990s uh, during a time when they thought that they were going to widen Route 5, and that, that was done as a VDOT study. And they did a lot of sur uh, survey work kind of where the roundabout is located and just over to the east on uh, Peebles Street. Um, so there isn't any archaeology on the, the five acres that we've acquired um, that we're aware of. Uh, we do have from our environmental report, um, you know, the property when it, when it was abandoned as uh, a port, when the new port down in South Richmond was built, uh, the Deepwater Terminal, when it was abandoned, it became basically a coal yard and it was a place for the shipping of coal. Uh, after that, it became a cement yard, and so it's had these industrial uses up until 2000, and, uh, well, I guess until about 1995 when Jerry Cable purchased it, and then in 2005, the USP uh, Echo Harbor LLC purchased it, and we bought it from them. Um, so really, it's not had any other use other than industrial uh, wow. or vacant land for the past 100 plus years. Uh, and before that, it was a shipping center. Um, the, the environmental studies that we have show that when it was a cement plant, much of it was disturbed. Uh, so what we might be able to find is, is almost none, because so much of it was um, poured concrete foundation and a lot of underground storage tanks of uh, um. fuel. Uh, a lot of deep, I think uh, back in the 90s, they removed 14 underground fuel tanks. Cheers. Cheers. Mm -hmm. so. So, so getting back to, to the Dock Street Project James River Center, now, you guys are still, are you still fundraising for that? Absolutely. So uh, for Capital Region Land Conservancy, doing a land deal like this, we, we hadn't done anything of this nature until we did Malvern Hill. In 2018, we closed. That was a $6.6 .6 million transaction. Uh, and later this year, we expect to transfer the remainder of that property to the National Park Service. Um, so we're essentially out of that and have raised what we needed to raise for it. The Dock Street property uh, started at a meeting in February of 2019. So you can see just how long these projects kind yeah. of take in the quiet phase and doing all that due diligence, getting appraisals and surveys and title work, etc. Um, and during that time, we were working on some grants in which we received um, two major awards um, from the federal government Land and Water Conservation Fund of $2.1 million and from the State Virginia Land Conservation Foundation, $500,000. We also have raised uh, quite a bit of funding from private individuals, and the James River Association is putting up uh, a fair market price for the 0.8 acres of theirs. Uh, so we've got uh, a delta of about $1.5 million okay. still to raise, um, but that's before we've really applied for any of the, the public um, 
not public, uh, the private foundations for corporate support enrichment. And, and we know there's a lot of interest just because of how key this property is to so many different important projects that are happening in our wonderful city. Absolutely. And, and so if folks are interested in contributing to this, how do they, how do they get a hold of you? How, how can they give you their money? Yeah. So, Capital Region, well, thank you. I like that one, Mike. Give me to the your money. Um, well, that's a good good thing. And I do want to say thank you because we've had over 300 individual donors. Yeah. And we've had people contribute $10. We've had people contribute $1,000. We've had bigger donors, too. But I think what's great is that people are giving and giving to their means. And it's an important project that, in some ways, they feel like they're being a part of it by making sure. a, a contribution that goes directly to... The, the purchase of the land. Um, and so they can either go onto our website, uh, which is www.capitalregionland.org, and that's C-A-P-I-T-A-L. I think a lot of people get capital and capital confused. Um, it is our state capital building, but it is our state capital, capital. city. Right. <laughs> it's very different. <laughs> um, so they could visit our website. They could also, uh, uh, they could do credit card payments there, but uh, they can also uh, mail in a check or uh, cool. we have a number of other ways that they can support us too. Um, we might be doing, a, a donor might be giving us an opportunity to do a challenge grant where there would be more matching opportunities. So. That's great. Well, and I think, you know, during the, the presentation today, it was pointed out, I mean, people in Richmond love the river. That's a lot of reason why people are here and why people come here. And, and in life, you get what you work for. And I think a lot of times folks kind of feel like, well, you know, man, they're, they're talking about millions of dollars. What's my 20 bucks going to mean? It's going to mean a lot. It all adds up. We've had somebody from Malvern Hill uh, she set up her $25 gift automatic uh, recurring as a monthly donation. I mean, it's like $25 is the cost of going out for dinner. Yeah. Right? So give up going out to dinner once a month, and that money is going to a permanent land conservation that is going to be here our entire lives, not just one meal. It's our whole life, and it's the future generations that will now benefit from our work today. Absolutely. I mean, I think I think Richmond can do with one less condo building. <laughs> Maintain this gorgeous view. Tell tell me a little bit about Malvern Hill. I love it out there. We ride out there all the yeah. time, and it's just it's gorgeous space. It's and, an incredible spot. Um, yeah. Malvern Hill is eastern Henrico, right at the Charles City County line. You're about 15 miles out of town. Exactly 15 miles. That's what every report from the Civil War, etc., had reported. Um, it's just on the eastern side of 295, so you get to the Four Mile Creek Trailhead and. It's just a short distance. Um, it was one of the largest uh, properties uh, to remain in its size, uh, largely because the same family had owned it for 80-plus years, the Ferguson's. Yeah. Uh, and before that, it had been well-preserved by, by the past owners. And uh, it was one of those situations where the Ferguson's had a lot of uh, heirs, and there was some just general consensus that they wanted to move on from the property. Um, and some wanted to sell for development, and some wanted to do conservation. And what our organization is capable of doing is coming in and getting an appraisal, a fair market appraisal, and saying, well, this is what the appraisal would suggest the value is. So we will buy it as a conservation organization. For the fair market value, we will look for grant funding and philanthropic dollars to support that. Because we know that sometimes um, 
people can't just be as generous with their land when so much of their wealth might be an asset tied up into the, the land. Um, and so we've, we've been successful with Malvern Hill, and then we did the same thing here with Dock Street. In fact, we had to go through uh, multiple appraisals because of uh, COVID coming in the middle of our oh, wow. yeah. contract period. So um, we're grateful that the sellers were willing to reconsider a fair market appraisal at that point. Is Malvern Hill going to continue as a working farm? Absolutely. That's, That's cool. one of the great things about it. Um, so the, the conservation easement that we recorded with the Department of Historic Resources pretty much has a, a schematic that the county came up with for their portion. Um, we put an easement on, transferred about 400 acres to Henrico County for a future park, and uh, they're going to do some education out there and have an interpretive center for um, what pre-electrified farm life was like. You know, before the party line telephone came out, yeah, right. <laughs> and before people in the in the counties got power. I mean, here we're talking about trying to get everybody in the counties to high-speed internet. Well, you know, it wasn't that long ago they didn't even have power. So, <laughs> uh, so yes, and uh, on the portion that's going to the National Park Service, uh, it will continue to be farmed as well. That's fabulous, and that's another another aspect that that. The Capital Region Land Conservancy is, in, is involved with is is also agriculture. Working I was, lands. I was surprised. Yeah, I was surprised to learn that. Mm -hmm. So we've uh, we've helped to protect uh, about fourteen thousand acres in our region. A lot of it is working lands. Um, we've got easements for property um, that we've protected in every jurisdiction now, except for New Kent County. But we have very large project that we're uh, trying to work on preserving a, a sizable farm out there. Um, and a lot of them come down to, they can't all be on the river, they can't all offer public access. So what are the conservation purposes that we're able to protect? And working farmland, um, working forestry land, uh, even having a, a natural habitat preservation area that we can do. Uh, scenic, if it's designated as a scenic byway or a scenic river, um, there are provisions for that. And then, in general, any project that we do, we are seeking to maximize water quality benefits. So if there's a working farm, we do try to keep a, a fairly substantial forested riparian buffer along any creeks or waterways uh, so that there's no runoff happening. Virginia's lost a lot of farmland recently. Yeah. I did a whole segment on that during our conservation games last year. The American Farmland Trust came out with their first ever report uh, called Farms Under Threat. And in our region, it's very sad to say that since 1980, we've lost 25% of our farmland. You know, 40 years, we've lost 25% of our farmland. And, and when you look at the pace at which we lost our farmland and the pace at which our population grew, our population did not grow as fast as the loss of farmland. So it was being converted for other purposes. Is that, is, you know, I know like if I go out and, and drive around in Goochland or things like that, you find large acreage places with a big house on it. Is that part of what's driving that or is that a... Yeah, they call that low density development, um, and that's the fragmentation of the larger farmlands, yeah. and it's these kind of quasi-estates. Well, the reality is it's not efficient. It's taking a lot of land out of production, and it's making the landowner have to maintain 
a whole lot of yarn, frankly. Yeah. And I think there's now a trend maybe to shrink the, the footprints of some of these properties because folks don't want to necessarily have to maintain the grass or large well, gardens. And yeah, and I think that whole idea of, you know, certainly when I was raised in the era of put the fertilizer on, put the weed killer on, put this, probably the worst thing you could do for the environment. And, and so all of a sudden to be responsible for several acres of perfectly manicured lawn, yep. make it look like a golf course. Yep. Do you like to eat oysters? Well, then keep the fertilizer <laughs> keep, away. Exactly. <laughs> keep the weed killer out of the river. <laughs> Absolutely. No, and, and that's, I think, and you, you also, similarly are involved with forestry mm-hmm. as well. Is sure. it? So we've, uh, we've helped do uh, several projects with forestry, uh, active timberland and in our easements, it requires a, a pre-harvest plan so that it identifies where uh, water resources are so that they are protected from the harvest and that we are uh, given a right to uh, validate that pre-harvest inspection to make sure that it meets the standards and practices. That's good. You guys are doing a lot of really great work throughout the region. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I mean, things are going to develop and things are going to grow, but that, that can happen in, in a responsible way that still preserves the history and the integrity of the land. That's true. And I think, Mike, one of the things that often is not recognized about our organization Capital Region Land Conservancy, we were formed to fill a void in our region. There wasn't a land trust that was working in this kind of urban, suburban, rural community. Most of the times they were in rural communities preserving hundreds and thousands of acres. But a five-acre property down here on the river is equally important to the local community to be preserved. And we were formed 15 years ago, largely because a lot of the other potential easement holders, your Nature Conservancy, your Virginia Outdoors Foundation, um, they were approached to do the James River Park system. And they said, no, it's in a downtown developed area. And our organization had never held an easement, hadn't really done much. It only existed for a short period of time. So we said, sure. We should protect this. And we partnered with the Department of Conservation and Recreation because at that time we were so young we couldn't hold an easement without a co-holder. And so um, that's how the James River Park easement came about was basically the willingness of a group who, who needed to take a big risk on something that was so important. And so for us it's this continuation of Malvern Hill and Dock Street. It's these continued risks to do projects that are important for us here that somebody else just isn't going to step in and do. And I think you had a great thing uh, about the river. You know, If we preserve the river and we want it that way, we need to do it. Yeah. We can't rely on somebody else to do it. So let's let us do it. And then through the conservation easement, which becomes a legally binding perpetual document, there is a stewardship that comes and we will forever have the ability, our organization, to, to confirm how this property will be protected. That's good. That's really good. If if people, what, so what's next? I mean, you're still well. There's still work to be done here, obviously. But what else is on the board for you guys? So we still do uh, plenty of conservation easements on private land, the working lands, the farmlands, and the forest. Um, we're looking at several projects out in the uh, east end of uh, Verina, 
We've got a property that we just took ownership to on Deep Bottom Road next to Deep Bottom Park that we're hopeful to make an announcement about soon. We've got some projects where we'll make an announcement soon on the Chickahominy River. Um, we've just submitted some grant applications for a property that we can actually see from here. Uh, we're working uh, with other uh, partners, the Friends of the Lower Appomattox River, on uh, helping to secure land uh, for the implementation of their river trail. Uh, so there's a lot of exciting things, and we really do try to support everyone throughout the entire region, uh, whether it's Powhatan or Goochland or Chesterfield, Charles City, New Kent, Hanover, City of Richmond. We really want to make sure that people are getting the types of land conservation projects that they want to see in their community. If 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 folks have can folks reach out to you if they have land that they wanted to donate or if there was something that they thought might be worth looking at and they reach out to you guys absolutely or? there's a uh, so we have an application form for landowners who are interested in putting a conservation easement on their property and they would uh, consult with us on the application and then it would go through our review committee and we would do site visits and analysis and get our board's approval before we go too far. But we have also accepted uh, the donation of land. Um, for example, on Warwick Road in South Richmond, we took a donation of 13 acres that we're holding to transfer to the city as a future park. And it was just a gift. It's not under an easement. It was donated to us. It's right. still considered protected land because our mission says that if we hold land and it has conservation values, then we must protect those. So um, we will be doing that with the city very soon, and that was because of the generous donation of land. Um, we do have some other land offers that are happening um, that have good relationships to National Park Service lands, and so it almost creates this extension of the park space. You, you had mentioned, you know, obviously we talked about Malvern Hill, which was part of the Seven Days campaign. Towards the end of the war, there was a lot of activity out in that area with deep first and second, deep bottom. And New Market Heights. And New Market Heights. And, and I know some of the Civil War Trusts are involved in trying to secure land. I also know there's a whole lot of housing growth that's going on out in that area. Are you guys involved in that at all or looking at We don't at do all? anything about housing growth. Right, no, no, right, no, <laughs> Except no, no, for no. trying to prevent it. Right, 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 no, no, right. Are you the guys building the houses? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's a joke. But, um, you know, it's, it's hard to say because I know this will be uh, shared on your YouTube channel, but a lot of land transactions are still somewhat confidential. Right. I can assure you that... Uh, with the 40 acres that we acquired and protected on Longbridge Road that intersects with five battlefields, uh, with the 350 acres on uh, Deep Bottom that we acquired that is poor battlefield for Newmarket Heights, we are in conversations with a lot of the adjacent landowners who are right there in the middle of it. Um, and we're really, really excited to hear their, um, their desires to protect their property. Um, they're seeing that push of housing coming further out. Um, there's actually a property right now that is core battlefield in Newmarket Heights that just filed a, um, a request for uh, zoning change in uh, Henrico County called the Ridings. Uh, 770 houses is the proposal. Um, and it's frankly something that we would rather see preserved because it's adjacent to already conserved lands. It's adjacent to where the National Park Service for for the better part of 70 years has said that they want to create a New Market Heights Visitor Center, a center where 
they could tell the story and share with the public the land on which the U.S. Colored Troops fought to their greatest victory in the 14 Medal of Honor recipients. Yep. It connects to other lands that are already protected in Deep Bottom 1 and 2 that then connect back over to the National Park Service battlefields at Glendale and Malvern Hill. And so it creates this arch from nice. Deep Bottom all the way back over to Malvern Hill of what could be protected lands. And here's this one housing project that really is in the middle it's of right it. It's right in the middle of it. <laughs> That's unfortunate. There's amazing history out there. And it's just, it's, 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 I always like looking at the at old maps to see how the old roads kind of morphed into new roads or disappeared, or you can still yeah. go out there and occasionally see the old road traces. There's just, it's a beautiful country and there's incredible history. Incredible history. Yeah. Um, I would encourage anybody that doesn't know, uh, contact us. We, we're happy to start making some of our uh, sites more available because we're we're seeing that there is a need for public access um, and the ability to learn about land stewardship and land stewardship from the previous generations. For example, our land that we acquired on Longbridge, we now have all the evidence about the Native American activity on the property. We did an archaeological phase one survey. We have the information about uh, the, the pre-Civil uh, pre War industrial uses of the property. A lot of people think Varina industry. Well, this was a clay pottery uh, workshop that was um, by uh, George Sweeney, and he was selling his pottery everywhere um, and shipping it down the James River. And he had slaves who worked on the property for an industrial purpose. And now we know a lot more about that, and we know uh, the post-Civil War history, the emancipation, and the fact that the land was owned by uh, the same African-American family for 100 years until it was transferred in the 1970s. Uh, and then we acquired it from that owner, and we've re-engaged the descendants uh, of the property. Oh, nice. And we're trying to bring that relationship back to the land, to them, and and future generations so that we have some... Tie them back into their home? Exactly. Because oftentimes, you know, we've become so transient. I'm a come here to Richmond. I wasn't born here. But I have ancestral lands, and it's important for me to continue my relationship with those. Um, and I think it can tell us a lot about where we come from. If we understand the land, because land just didn't exist. You had to steward it. You had to work it. You had to, to basically put food on the table. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, especially in, in an era of climate change and, and accelerating climate change, helping people become more aware of the world that they live in and the history of that world makes it more valuable to them and maybe helps inform people about making better choices going forward. I agree. So I really want to thank you. First, I want to thank you guys for Dock Street. You just improved the quality of my life tremendously <laughs> and the quality of life of anybody who comes to Libby Hill Park. So for me, for the people that live in Churchill, for the people in Richmond, thank you guys very much. It's a huge thing. And thank you for everything else. That it's an done. honor to do projects like this. Oh, it's just, it's a, it's a, a huge, it's a huge undertaking. <laughs> But it, it's it, worth every bit of effort. You know what? I think it will be. And, and, and again, one last time, if folks are looking to get a hold of you guys and to make 
contributions or to volunteer or however they can help. How do they get hold of you? One more time. So our website is www.capitalregionland.org. Capital with an A. Capital with two A's. <laughs> two with two A's, exactly. Um, and by email is Parker, P-A-R-K-E-R, at capitalregionland.org. That's outstanding. Thank you sure. so much. Absolutely. Well, that's been a, Yeah, that's been another consults over coffee. Take in this beautiful view of Libby Hill Park, which you will be able to see for the in, indeterminate future, for right. time immemorial, hopefully. That's right. All right. Have awesome. a good day. Thank you. You too.